0: No. He interrupted the, rudely interrupted this sync lab. That's yeah. gonna confuse him in editing. Is it?
1: Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, he did a double, double You didn't sync say. Didn't okay, you can do it. Let him
0: do it. Let him do it. Let <laughs> him <laughs> do it. Assalaamu alaikum, welcome to today's episode of Sound Unscripted. We have with us uh, educationalist and all around nice guy, uh, Uncle Omar brother. <laughs> Alongside yeah. a Suleiman, it's his <laughs> good friend, uh, Usman Qureshi. Zalakumullah khairan. Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum. Uh, and uh, I'm your host, Salman Bhatt, and co-host as well.
1: Umar Suleiman.
0: Mashallah. Also a nice guy.
1: Thank you very much. I'll yeah. try and maintain that just during this the, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Just on the weekend. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, we thought we'd have uh, invite Usman by on because, number one, he's a very nice guy. Mashallah. And number two... Um, he ran a very interesting article recently. Be published inshallah by the time this goes on. We'll put put a link in the description. Um, and he made reference to uh, the results, A level results coming out, and this on this time of year. And uh, I think it's quite timely. Um, so do you know anyone who uh, got their results recently? I
2: know a few people <laughs> who got the results recently. Yeah. 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 I yeah. heard that um,
0: young people are getting dumber. Is that true? Something like are you like to say that. I don't know. We can edit it out if it, it doesn't meet compliance. <laughs> but um, <laughs> something like the lowest A level results since the eighteen
2: hundreds or something. I think we can get the benefit of the doubt and say the exams are getting tougher. Yeah, okay. you think so? Can To be honest, um, I don't know. But what I do know is that the. The corporate environment is constantly moaning about how uh, graduates really don't have enough or have the right skills. They're not coming into industry with the right
1: skills and knowledge. So that's something that keeps coming up again and again. Mm. But isn't that partly due to the fact that industry is changing and what people require to be successful in the workplace has changed versus perhaps historically the way things were done? Or do you think genuinely it's people are coming off, the kids are coming out of the process line less educated?
0: Isn't it, wasn't it always been less about education, more about creating yeah, an obedient uh, workforce?
2: I really don't <laughs> like using the word anyway, educated. It means mm. something much more. I think qualified is a good word. Yeah. Um, no, I think, are they coming out better qualified? I think that look, uh, ultimately, children, uh, students, they need to graduate with qualifications and society needs to have a group of people coming out Mm. with qualifications and so with the grade boundaries in mathematics recently for an A grade from what I read in the papers if I'm not wrong being around 50 something percent Mm. seriously Yeah. I might go back and do my level Uh, (laughs) um, I think that there are always going to be people who are are gaining qualifications because the grade boundaries are not sticking to you know 80, 90 percent but they're sort of shifting all the time so I don't think that you're going to find a time when people aren't going to come up with qualifications.
0: Have you noticed a difference, though, from, you used to be a head teacher, right? When, when what year was this? Uh,
2: 2005 to 2008. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: I mean, you're still involved with um, education, your community, yeah, broadly. And kind of, so young people. Yeah. Um, what kind of changes have you seen over the years of, of, of you know, in, in our young people?
2: What changes have I seen? Yeah. I think that, the.
0: It seems to me I'm not that old I'm not as experienced Sorry not old As experienced as you yeah. And wise but I mean Just anecdotally, uh, anecdotally What I've seen yeah. I mean I was uh, Kids just look like Zombies now I mean If they're not Kind of addicted To Fortnite No offence Yeah.
1: Or they're carrying <laughs> Knives into chicken shops Yeah But they're not doing That no. anymore No no they Because, leave because them the right. boxes Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right Nice timely messages yeah. In the yeah.
2: boxes
0: yeah. It's about time yeah. yeah But I mean It seems like They're just kind of
2: yeah it's difficult to to talk about this because <coughs> obviously when you say anecdotally, I can only talk about my specific mm. area south west london um, rap, rap. yes <laughs> big up southwest London thank you very much because that indeed. was good yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean i I really can't talk about it in terms of qualifications and A-levels as much because i'm I'm no longer mm. in the 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 schooling environment, but I think that certainly one thing and I spoke about this in the article one thing that certainly has uh raised a lot of concerns for me is that I find that young people now, again, in my limited experience, uh, I find that they their lives seem to be consumed all the time with um, a way of existing, a way of living that's really just more about them. Okay, so I think when I think back at the time when I was younger, there would always seem to be a generation of young people who were motivated by their faith. He would find um, engaging with learning about Islam yeah. or you know becoming part of Islamic projects, trying to come to the masjid more regularly, help out, those sort of things, I find that decreasing as time mm. goes on. Um, additionally, I, f- I think, I feel, and this is one of those sort of, uh, when I was a lad sort of thing, <laughs> but I, I, to be honest, I feel it. I feel that mm. the level of respect, the level of adab or manners in society has decreased enormously. I remember when we were younger, I probably remember yeah. when we were younger, our parents used to say, you know, beta you know, son, yeah. daughter, you know, give, give salam to your elders. And it's like we said, we were never gonna do that to our children. But actually, we, I, I think we have. Yeah, definitely. Right? Because it's, it's an adab, or it's, a, you know, it's a, a manners aesthetic that one generation passes on to the other. And I think that now with our generation, I feel this. We sort of turned our back on our culture for reasons, may, may, maybe for the right reasons, maybe for the wrong reasons, but we said we were going to bring Islam into this now. Mm. Yeah. But even if the the parents know the hadith, you know, the the
1: youngster gives salam
2: to the elder, that's not being practiced.
1: It's funny actually, an interesting point, Usman, is I went to see a brother from South London, his mother passed away recently, Allah give her her Jannah, and he said that um, a lot of people, a lot of brothers contacted him, brothers he hadn't spoken to in 20, 25 years, uh, mm. He goes from, and he, he was involved in a masjid that has, has a lot of people from the revert community, or convert, you know, I'm not too fussed about using whichever word, but um, he said that hardly any of them contacted him. But all of the people, even if they had differences of manhaj and approach and stuff, they all made an effort to contact him and it really made a mm. difference to him. And he goes, he didn't find that from anyone, even if they'd been practicing for a long time, that they tried to reach out to him. And it made a difference to him, the ones, the guys who did. And this thing about creating that culture of Islam, as well as just the rules, I think is quite important. And I think mm. definitely we've missed out on that. Generally in society, we've missed out on creating an Islamic environment. We I, we may know what an Islamic uh, way of doing things are, but we haven't created that environment where it's actually happening, I think. And I think this goes towards what you're saying as well. I think it's part
0: of, it's part of that. Intergenerational transfer of of knowledge, skills and you know, adab when you because I remember my parents, anytime there was a bereavement, you'd <coughs> make an effort, you go out of your way, mm. you stop what you're doing or take a day off work or whatever. Um, there's something that th- those things you just absorb when you're younger, right? So isn't so are you saying then the fault is ours for not transferring that onto the the next um, generation?
2: Yeah, I'm, I I th- I who else, who, whose fault can it be? I mean, I don't think that you can blame the children. Mm. Children are nurtured, they, they grow, they're cultivated in an environment that their parents expose them to, or society, you know? So I think that there's a lot for us to think about, certainly. Um, even mm. if we're not comfortable at the moment we're taking the blame, mm. which I think is inevitable. Um, I, I think there's a lot of cause for introspection, for thinking about what has our generation done Okay, because I'm the child of first-generation migrants. And my parents, in good faith, they came here as economic migrants, and my father did anyway, his family. And, you know, they wanted us to excel, they wanted us to do well. And that became the the sort of the prime motivation, okay? Mm. And that sort of trickles down into the consciousness, okay? Where we talk about ourselves as being Muslim, and it's, it's a, it's, we attend study circles or we'll go to conferences and we'll say, yes, you know, the most important thing is being a good Muslim, but what does that mean? Every single day when you're thinking about the decisions that you make for yourself, for your family, for your children, how much of those decisions being guided with a view to serving God and being an obedient servant of God? And how much of it is, actually, if we're honest, everyone has to look inside their soul and ask a question. Mm-hmm. Is it really guided with trying to maximize what you can here in the dunya? Okay, it's like yeah. I have, you know, where I am, 11 plus is a big thing. You know, I remember a brother calling me up and he said... Um, plus oh, 11 plus <laughs> what? was 11 I'm not talking about sizes here. Yeah, so yeah, so the, 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 you know... The test you
0: have to do to get into grammar school. To grammar
2: schools, exactly. And I remember a brother calling me up and he said, Akhi, my son got into... Whatever, grammar school. And I said, MashaAllah. But, you know, it sort of astounded me that the relief that I heard in his voice was almost mm-hmm. the same as if someone had said, you know, my son's been guaranteed the Jannah. <laughs> you know, it sounded almost that, as that type of relief. That the, I mean, mashallah, I was very pleased and happy, and I know that the, the brother, you know, struggled and you know to get his son in. Um, but I think that... Um, a lot of our focus, if again, every person has to sort of account themselves, mm. but a lot of that focus ends up being towards academia. How is this studies. affecting
0: the kids then? Because if the kids are kind of absorbing this messaging from their parents that they're, they're, they're putting so much attention into their you know, um, education or mm. their career, future career, this must have an impact on the young people then.
2: Yeah, I think you know, first and foremost. Um, just that messaging on its own, mm. you know I mean, obviously the messaging is is very wide. Um what I find often, and I, I think what's really important for parents to understand is how their relationships are with their children, okay? Because I get the same things. I, I work in the community. I get lots because I've been a teacher. Um, so a lot of adults or parents approach me and talk to me about the problems that they're having with their children, okay? Mm. And you know when you start to dig down, you realize that, um a relationship which starts off when children are young, you know, when they're they're young in primary school, innocent, they don't have any pressures of examinations or whatever, parents tend to have a, a different type of closeness to them, but after mm. they start going to secondary school, the pressure for them to succeed, whatever that means, okay, means that actually from a relationship that seemed to the child to be unconditional starts to change, starts to morph into something where, you know, well, why didn't you get the top marks? You know, why didn't you do this? You know, everything becomes about tuition and, you know, pushing them. Mm. Um, You won't see them after a while in community gatherings because they've got tuition, they've got to do this, they've got to do that. And actually the relationship with the parent and the child just becomes about that. Not completely, but that starts to feature Right? And so if the child is not good enough, the parent seems to be unhappy. Mm. And I've seen personally, I've, I've witnessed relationships breaking because the child just wants to be accepted and loved. There's a chap called Sergio Giovanni who writes about this in a book called The Theory of Schooling. And he talks about how when, when those relationships break down between parents and their children, children start to seek that love, that unconditional love, that they should have from their parents, mm. from other people. Mm. And some of those people, you know, it's it's a little bit more nefarious. It could yeah. be gangs, could be others. And then the parents saying, Well what happened? You know, well but and then eighteen
0: years later they they come to the the mosque or whoever and says, Can you fix my Can you kid? fix the problem <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that, I I agree with you, Swank, like with what you're saying. but I think also haven't we gone too far the other way, where now you can't criticise children, you can't Push them. Islam has a strong history of uh, academic excellence. If you look at the, the the scholars and and the way they studied and what they'd memorised, these would be students, excellent students, wouldn't you say, by today's standard? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really it's a, the problem with having a conversation like this.
2: It's so multifactorial to yeah, really yeah, yeah. discuss that. You know that it it, it it probably we couldn't do justice here. But um, as a teacher. My experience, and hopefully yeah. a lot of teachers would agree with me in saying that the most important thing is the re- relationship that 's primary yeah. okay because actually if you 've got children who 've got a good relationship with they 're more ready to listen to you mm-hmm. okay but in schooling at the moment, certainly at the moment, and it has been for a long time it, it's it 's always just about targets it 's hitting those mm-hmm. targets i mean schooling is a corporate culture yeah, yeah okay yeah, it's it's, it's Certainly independent schooling is, okay? but mm. schooling in general. And so, you know, either children are going to cut it or they're not going to cut it. They're going to make the grade or they're not going to make the grade. Okay? Everything just becomes about targets and about results. So the whole idea of building relationships with those children stops. Mm. Okay? Because we don't have the time. We've got syllabuses to cover and all of that sort of thing. So
0: you mean relationship between the teacher and the pupil? Between
2: the t- teacher and the pupil, definitely. Okay? Mm. So it's not about Muslims shouldn't seek academic excellence, they must. Yeah, you know, but are we actually preventing our children from realizing that because of the way that we're nurturing them? Perfect. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would maybe question the, the, the idea that you know, um, an intelligent, studious Muslim uh, from our tradition or whatever would do well at school today, because arguably, school isn't necessarily about. Um, creating an environment for actual thinkers but it's more i think a relic to serve the industrial revolution the public schooling i mean the the schooling system. but right
1: now that's the measure that we have because we don't have the schooling system that brings out thinkers as it is
0: maybe i mean there must be the measure
1: the measure is academic results isn't it no but we
2: we we allow that yeah yeah, yeah. we allow that to 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 be the measure yeah. Okay. As Muslims, our primary measure should be, you know, has my child inculcated the virtues that I want him or her to have as a Muslim? Yeah. That should be our primary so, yardstick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how how respectful are they to people in society? Are they willing to do something simple like if they see, you know, something that I see very commonly in the masjid, if a child is sitting down and a person who's much older than him comes along, the child will just sort of sit there with his legs wide open and just do like that, not even looking at the the person in the face. I mean, that's for me, okay, great, child's in the masjid, that's good. But that's no good. Right, these sort of things are really,
1: Teach really by important. For example, the isn't it? Yes, I so made. <laughs> for example, I'm sorry I don't do it to you. When yeah, because I will talk next time oh, I was like, like, Oh God, my leg was tired that yeah, day. Yeah, like no, no, you're right, you're right. Always
2: you give another example.
0: example of like just helping out, picking up rugs or whatever. I remember yes. you were talking in one of your articles.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's um, the, the spirit of giving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, doesn't seem to be there and again it's just my limited experience okay where young people are ready to say no 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 look we'll help okay in a way that we were brought up to do mm. and I, I know this really sounds like oh you're just moaning about young grumpy people, old man grumpy <laughs> yeah, old man. yeah i, I know and I, <laughs> and I and i and i do hear that sometimes mm. and i'm, I'm a conscious a lot yeah i'm <laughs> conscious
1: that that shouldn't be the case okay but you know what it is osman right i i also genuinely believe that there's a lack of barakah in our time. Mm -hmm. In the time that we live, there's less barakah than our parents' generation had. Now, um, you often find that the the father and the mother are both working, Mm. okay? So they're trying to provide for the family. Their time they don't have in the same way. It has a different strain on the family. If I look back at our parents' generation, generally it'd just be the father that's working, the mother's at home. They wouldn't even do excessively long hours. They would still be some semblance of a family Families would come and see each other You'd see your elder cousins, you'd do things together They would still go to the masjid And and I know it can reflect itself in a kind of uh, It takes me-centric. a village to
0: raise a child
1: Yeah, absolutely mm. uh, It may seem as if it's kind of a me-centric time that we live in But it's just living life now Just trying to get through it that, you know, that they have less disposable time to do the things that they want.
2: I, I agree with you, Omar that there are some people, definitely, and I know them, yeah? Um, I know people who, if <coughs> forget, forget husband and wife working, if they can get the child working to meet mm. ends meet, they probably would, and That's they would fun. need to. Okay, some people really struggle at that, I know that. But at the same time, I know a lot of people who don't struggle, who opt, okay, to have a lifestyle. They make a lifestyle choice, okay? So I would agree with you and at the same time I wouldn't, okay? And my question is, the lifestyle choices that we're making oftentimes, and I forgive my usage Mm. of this word, okay, middle class Muslims, okay? But, you know, are we, is the mother working because somehow this is going to develop a better human being in the way that line is messenger intended? Or is it so actually we can have the perks of the Joneses Okay, and my—I mean, everyone is free to do what they want. Sorry, social Social mobility mobility.
0: desire to reach up to some kind of uh, uh, unreachable kind of standard.
2: uh, One of the problems that I would say is that actually Mm. now in this time you're talking about criticisms. It's very difficult to criticize an approach in life like that, where people say, "Well, it's none of your business." Mm. I'm not saying it is my business. Do what you want. You know, you're free to do what you want, but is that very very insular view and almost secular view mm. not respecting the fact that you're part of the muslim society and how do our actions individually impact the collective yep that's the bit that i'm worried so about so it is your
0: business
1: it's if they, if they business. understood it yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it is so. it is everyone's business ultimately you know
2: we're, we're, islam didn't come in a very secular way that okay i manage my small herd and it really doesn't matter if it impacts the rest negatively, that's not my concern. It is your concern, yes, is. you know. Uh, none of you truly believe until you love for your brother what you love for, your, for yourself. I would love that my children are upright. I would love that my children are well behaved, well mannered, that they are succeeding. And I would love the same for my brothers and mm. sisters. Okay, but it's our actions betray us.
0: Yeah. One, okay? one of th- this is a feature of, of just general, I think colonial mod- modernity as well, and that is the, the atomization of society. That everyone's instead of whereas before maybe a hundred two hundred years ago, uh, the majority of the Muslim world would be organized in kind of units, family units of not wife, husband, and two and a half kids, but um fifty hundred people you know extended families, and that is what yeah um that's what's been kind of broken up into putting every family the nuclear family was invented you know, yeah, yeah. Yes. everyone in their silos. Um, and that, uh, looking at that and trying to address that, I think will solve so many issues, so from in terms of um, tarbiyah of young people, in terms of uh, the, the oppression that a lot of sisters, for example, face, right? And that, that many are turning in, turning towards kind of uh, feminist discourses, um, uh, white Western li- uh, liberal femini- feminist discourses to, to address but Many
1: will we'll argue that they're also, they face a lot of oppression in those type of setups.
0: Yeah,
2: that's <coughs> one, one argument. They yeah. can do. They yeah. can and do. But you see, this is a problem. I, and I feel that we, this happens all the time. Definitely, there's no doubt that women have been oppressed, and that needs to be resolved. And women have a right to talk about that. It's their right, it's not our right mm. in some ways. But it's always what you see in the Muslim community is a flitting from one extreme to the other. Okay? In almost mm. anything that we do, that, th- this path of moderation or well, the central path is rarely ever tread, okay? Men are oppressing, let's go to the other end, okay? Our children are not uh, performing, BME children are not performing or whatever, it's all about performance, okay? Everything seems to move to an extreme. Yeah. And that's why we find uh, society being cyclical in its nature. Because when you move from one, ex- to one extreme to another, you find, okay, it's not working for us, let's go back the other way. Oh, that's like not a pendulum. working. It just keeps going. Yeah. You know, find that path. And actually the argument, that hopefully we're all proposing today, or certainly I am Is that, if we focused on what Allah and His Messenger said, not in that rather airy-fairy way okay, But really looking at the values that Islam has, to have confidence that actually if I prioritize Those values as exemplified by our Nabi <laughs> salam, That we're going to find that we get that and more Great. Because we're building people of character you see, we, we've accepted in some ways that Islam you know, has no narrative in this country. It must do, because we have something that we want to give. Yeah. yeah. Islam came to make the lives of people, society better. And if we don't believe in that in ourselves, then we're gonna fall victim to the same sort of mentality that Salman was talking about earlier.
0: So how do you, how do you practically address that then? How do you, what's your, what's your vision, what's
2: your narrative? Um, If I was to say that here, I think people (laughs) get really worried but um, the narrative, you see I think, look, um, Mm. ultimately... Are you
0: talking like, you know, after-school supplementary tarbiyah or... That you you can charge a
2: good price for. (laughs) Uh, that you can charge (laughs) a good price for Or disrupt
0: the whole educational system or what what are you suggesting?
2: I mean, there's a lot. Um, I'm afraid, people ask me about... um, you know, should I send my child to a Muslim school or a state school or this school? Or that? I get asked that all the time. Um, and I said, look, it really just depends on what your focus is, you know? Um, I have a real concern. I worked in state schools um, in Croydon, in the surrounding area. I'm worried. I choose to homeschool my children specifically for the reason that I feel that youth culture is too strong and it's too dominant. I mean, I think, because I've been a teacher, I've worked with youth before. I believe that I have enough savviness relative to most people to be able to know what's going on. But even then, I feel powerless. I feel powerless in front of youth culture. I feel powerless from a culture that basically, if my child is inducted in that culture, that I could potentially lose him or her, and I wouldn't be able to do much about it. You know, um, it's a fear. You know, it, it's like Russian roulette. Mm. It, it, it might be okay. It may not. I'm not ready to take that risk. I don't want to-
1: A British roulette is there any better.
2: <laughs> Was there a British roulette? I didn't even know that, yeah. That's <laughs> the wrong one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Someone>. Still I'm <laughs> been the hang of this. Anti-Russian at the moment, <laughs> aren't we?
1: We should put labels <laughs> on this <laughs> We're anti-Russian at the moment, that's how to drop that one. Anyway. Oh, I see, <laughs> right, for that
2: reason. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, my, my uh, basically what I'm saying is that I feel pretty powerless, you know, to really, Ensure that my children are protected. Okay, and so for for me at the moment, and I'm not saying this is the the way for everyone. Homeschooling is important, but what I'll say is this: if you prioritize the way that your children are being brought up over what you consider to be more important, which I don't agree with, which is their education, mm-hmm. okay, or qualification rather, right? I think that um, that's of significantly more importance, okay? And ultimately, like, for example, I, I have my children in my house, and I know it's a limited example, and there is a benefit that I was a teacher, okay? However, um, my children, albeit that they are a little bit distant from popular culture or what's going on in the street, which I think is a blessing, actually, <laughs> right? Sure. Just like their dad. Just like their dad, <laughs> yeah. Don't expose me on <laughs> But um, I think that, um, th- for me, that would be a priority, and I think that's what parents are not prioritizing, yeah, ultimately. Um, the other thing that I think is really important that parents don't do enough is that they're not really inducting their children at how to live in a household or in community, okay? I don't know, I mean, it may sound like a trivial point, Okay, but it, it actually reflects what's happening in households. When children come and they don't know, they've never done a part-time job, you know, by the time they get to 15, 16. They mm-hmm. don't know how to iron their own shirts. They've never cooked their own lunch. They literally have their mothers waiting on them, okay? Or wives. Or, <laughs> not at 16, bro, come on, you know? I think that's a bit <laughs> ambitious. Yeah, well. yeah. But um, I think it's because it's all geared towards, I don't want my child to be distracted from the main goal. And that is, that they need to study. Okay? Yeah. So my, my, my concern is, by the time they're you get to that point, skills. they don't have any life yeah. skills. By the time they get to that point, if they didn't make it in study, neither did they get the study, nor did they get the skills, nor yeah. did they get the other. B- and what are you left with? On the whole though, so Giant not? child. <laughs> yeah. Giant. Yeah. When that's, that's, that's exactly what you're left with now. Mm-hmm. Giant children. <laughs>
1: <How>, uh, <laughs> 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 one The way you, you've painted the picture, it seems as if, like, all the kids are mad studying And really want to, well, their parents want them to do well But the results don't necessarily reflect that Would you, As in, what, what's the issue? Maybe they're
0: pushing them so much then, um, Do you think, so, do you think of generally,
1: that, and we to bear in mind with Where we live yeah. in South London, it's probably middle yeah. class Generally, T- yeah, yeah, yeah you know, mashallah right, You know, yeah. well to do in that sense But then places like Slough and all of that <laughs> Right. So they're going to even, pu-
0: even though you call it South London. <laughs> <laughs> South London.
1: We stopped doing that by the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, is it that everyone's pushing their, their their children that much?
2: Look, you know, in these conversations you're going to generalize, aren't you? You know, yeah. you can't speak about every single parent and I'm not saying that every mm. single parent is doing that, but you know, look, um, I, I, mean, I think I wrote in the community th- I wrote in the article about Newham. Okay, Newham has children from very disadvantaged backgrounds who are doing exceedingly well. MashaAllah, that's Mashallah. really, really good. But, you know, there is a generation of parents who are just focused on this task because it's expensive to live in London. What mm. do people talk about day to day? It's really expensive. How many friends do we have who yeah. have moved out of London because they can't, you know, they can't earn enough. And so the priority that's switched on a lot of the time is we need our children to do well and they should. That's always yeah. a given, okay? Yeah. But what are you giving up? That's the question mm-hmm. I'm asking. I'm not kind saying that people all, yeah. shouldn't do that, they should, you know, and I'm eager for my own children and other children to do well. But what are you giving up at the end of that?
0: I think well, uh, one reason that maybe some kids aren't doing that well um, is because a lot of parents, I think, are still pushing their kids to do um, subjects that don't suit them, that don't interest them, or don't suit their personality type, like
1: PhDs in photosynthesis.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Generally, like, I mean, I've seen so many, so many.
2: You did something so
0: obscure. <laughs> <laughs> so <many> handsome devils. <laughs> so many uh, uh, parents still want to push their kids to do medicine or. You reckon our generation as well? Or something. You I mean, I've spe- I've spoken to. I was speaking the other day to some uh, some kids uh, who didn't kind of do that well, and their their parents were like, "You know, can you speak to our kids?" and and I felt sorry for them because they've they kind, of, kind of been pushed into themselves thinking they want to do medicine, for example. But Are they, they parents don't freshies? The I don't mean that in a bad way. Are they parents yeah. freshies? But, but yeah. I mean, some of them. But they they don't know um, Umar, uh, what they want to do
2: them, themselves. You know, when you say they're freshies, okay, look, if you have the financial security and the stability to be able to protect your child yeah. as he or she is growing up, then actually you're going to have that middle-class luxury or being able to be open-minded in the way that you're saying, yeah. okay? And that, that's the problem sometimes because we live in you know, echo chambers and we're mm-hmm. talking to the same people of the same ideas and we say that's a really great idea, that's very you know, hip and liberal and whatever, but that doesn't mean that it's spread all across you yeah. know, the, the Muslim community. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have those financial securities Okay, and so what they want for their children is financial security, and it's a good thing.
1: You should have financial yeah, agreed. security. Yeah, I'm saying right. it's for wanting necessary doctors and that. So I, I haven't heard it as much in our generation. That's why I'm saying people have been brought up here that they necessarily want them to go down that route of being a it's, it's not about being a doctor, it's about fina- what are the most financially secure
2: roles that you <coughs> have now or opportunities. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I agree. It's,
1: it's nothing to do with,
2: you know, in the way that you're saying, oh, I want my, my son to be a doctor. You know, no, but that's what Salman was saying, isn't
0: I it? There, all this changes to. the accent in which you say it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Everything w- else is the I same. want to
1: be a doctor. <laughs> that was better, actually, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Oh, Of The and The doctors are The, doctors. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the real doctors, real yeah. doctors, <laughs> real <laughs> doctors, not the butchers. No. Yeah. Not the butchers. Yeah. no, no, it's true, it's true. But it's, like you said, Osman, I think it's that balance, isn't it, between all of this and...
0: And the sad thing is, sorry, the sad thing is that those careers or those subjects that are perceived to be (coughs) financially secure they all i mean most of them i can think of they tend to be um less influential but just rule following jobs yes doctor accountant
2: engineer yeah, um, you say that my whatever. brother's going to have a heart attack listening but to
1: this.
0: You know yeah. what? Actually, Wait, one what brother. About mo- like? I mean, yeah. sociologist or journalist or economist you economist in the BT advert. You know what
1: advert? the Maureen Littman, BT advert where she no. puts the little log on the cake and oh she goes, right, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> it d- he got his results, and uh, the person goes, Is in sociology," That's and she puts it back on. She goes, "Elise Synology." Yeah, yeah. do remember
0: that. Yeah. But it's not, your time,
2: yeah. it's, not uh, it's
0: not, it's not, <laughs> it's not as valued uh, amongst. But it's,
2: it, what is value? Value is just Absolutely. about what can give you the best financial return. Yeah.
1: But it's not that I've met people problem, who have yeah. good jobs and they've got no wizard. Right? It's true though, isn't it? But if people seek their honour and their statement of woman of anhu, To mind, isn't it? When people seek their honor through these things, then they're going to be devoid of real honor. And then you find some people, subhanAllah, maybe they have a menial job by the dunya standards, but wallahi, they're people of honor and they're people of integrity. And that Allah has bestowed that respect and love in the hearts of people for them. If we're chasing that through that, then I think we're going to end up to to fail. Mm -hmm. And, And precisely those things that you're saying about in our children, if we inculcate about good manners, you know what? Whether a child looks good or not, whether they're pretty or whether they're really good at football, none of that makes a difference to the average person. But if a child is polite, well, I, you have a time for them. I found if a child is polite, you like that child. Subhanallah. Mm. And 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 this is the hadith of the Prophet. the best thing you can teach That's your fine. children is good manners.
2: Yeah, but I good mean, manners
0: doesn't keep the lights on. Doesn't <laughs> keep the lights on.
2: I'm, I mean, I think look, the the conversation the conversation moved towards financial security. It's 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 not about Muslim children excelling, that's a must <coughs> in everything that they do, be yeah. it their studies, be it professional, whatever. Mediocrity cannot be a Podcasts. word in the, the Muslim vocabulary, yeah. the Islamic vocabulary, right? So we, we have to do that, we have yeah. to. Mm. And we want our children to be financially secure. Why not, you know? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gave the advice to people that don't, don't give away too much charity, leave your own children begging, you know? So financial security is important as mm. well. However, th- the discussion is not really about that. My concern, and when I wrote the, the article, is my uh, concern with the, 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 the lack of young Muslims, because look, we're a community. For that community to thrive and to, to perpetuate, okay, it needs people to take over the reins. Yeah. Okay? My concern is that I feel that there is a generation that is absent. Mm. That is no longer there to take up the reins. Okay, it's not to say that they will never be there. It's possible, but the, the Sunnah, or what we've seen all through our lives so far, is that that generation was was there seeking knowledge, attending courses, and maybe the nature in which knowledge is sought because of the internet, because of YouTube, because of Noman Khan videos or Umar or whoever it is. Ah, yeah. Um, o M. Um, uh, a spell spelled so u m e l e i s f e l u m r o s m a n maybe U-M-E-R-O-S-M-A-N. maybe E-S-H-I. that has become you know a, a different way of seeking knowledge that's possible okay but all the time what's happening is that there is a lack of nurturing or cultivation that is not taking place that it, that isn't taking place within the community okay and well, you're saying that's
0: because parents are disproportionately focusing, focusing on their um, academic uh, achievements uh, to, to, to secure a better financial future yeah. material future that's I, what i'm I, surmising yeah.
1: yeah i think as well as the academics i've also found a lot more now where peop- parents are sending their kids for things like flute lessons and <laughs> honestly like you know playing the piano yeah, and all of this sort of stuff of <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> or, you know, playing the triangle um no i've seen they, they want their children to be holistically developed but not islamically so now Holistic. you find parents talking norma- about making their children more holistically developed, but not in an Islamic way. So they'll send them for, I don't know, horse riding and flute lessons or playing the piano and this sort of other bhabhas. Um, it's hot air. Exactly. Um, but I want to say something that I've noticed in the city, actually. Um, when I started my career, maybe 15 years ago now, subhanAllah, it's there was a lot more people coming through who just kind of finished from university, they were active in their Islamic societies and they'd get plugged in and they and they were kind of more involved. I found that's very quickly gone downhill. There's very mm-hmm. few people who get involved, at least with the same intentions as perhaps that generation, the kind of myself and above myself, um, who came from those more active Islamic societies. Now Islamic networks within organizations are all about diversity and inclusiveness and all of these type of initiatives, networking. yeah, networking completely. And yeah, what can I do for my career? And then I hear less of a buzz from Islamic univers- Well, sorry, Islamic societies within universities as well. And I know mm. they they I they call a lot of speakers. there's, be a lot of, yeah. there's,
0: there's been a lot of um, pressure on Islamic societies, a chilling of uh, free speech, and them doing Islamic. Work. Uh, events and talks and stuff. I've
1: yeah. I've yeah. certainly seen a lot less mm. people coming out who are active fewer. from universities. Yeah, fewer. You know, but that's because they've invited people who are hate preachers. Yeah. So they've impacted all the other universities. This
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that legally true anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so th- there is that missing generation. Is it because is it the universities mm. that um, aren't producing?
2: You see, that's why it's difficult to have these conversations. We can only generalize. You know, yeah. I can only. I can only say what I think, you know, is a reflection of the, you know, the behaviors of young people around me. Maybe um,
0: university isn't the way to go. Remember, you were saying um, something about, you know, it, 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 what advice would you give to students who have got their results? Maybe they didn't get as good as they expected, or maybe they're looking: should I apply to universities? What should I do? You know, is university for everyone?
2: I yeah. mean, to be honest, if you're asking about universities, I think that. It really depends on the type of subject that you want to take. I think it's very difficult to, for example, if you want to study medicine, to mm. do it in any other way than to go to university. However, now. Or you Nigeria. know Nigeria. Oh, sorry? Okay. Or Nigeria. Or Nigeria, okay. okay. Well, that's Croatia. Somewhere like that, Checks. Czechs- oh, yeah,
1: if you want to study, oh, go to those places. <laughs> right. But um, I, I think that uh, now, look, actually, make Pakistan as well in case our Nigerian brothers and sisters are going to get offended by that. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I but can, I can use certificates for late. Pakistan as well. <laughs> I think that it's um,
2: uh, you know thirty, thirty-five, forty thousand pounds worth of debt after three years. Okay.
1: Sharia compliant debt. Sharia compliant debt. Menard, yeah. <laughs>
2: whether it's Sharia compliant or not <laughs> 40,000, 35, 40,000 it, it's too much and 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 so and now actually what we're finding I'm sure everyone's had similar experiences is that lots of graduates are saying well, you know, I've been a year out of university I can't get a job mm. Okay, I, I've been a year and a half out of university I can't find and they end up gravitating towards employment that they never considered that they'd take because actually they don't want to be out of work they feel that there's mm. a stigma attached to that which is possibly true. So I would actually suggest that people consider apprenticeships as a very good option and opportunity yeah. for getting into the workplace because you're actually earning from the word go. So if yeah. you start as an apprentice, even from 16, you're going to be earning money, you're going to be getting on-the-job training, yeah. okay? And at the, okay. End, at the end of the two-year or three-year apprenticeship, depending on which company, depending on which profession or you know side, that you want to go into, you're going to be much better placed at the end of it to take a job after the apprenticeship because actually you've got skills. You've got Mm -hmm. skills and you've got knowledge. So a company is going to turn around and say, well, I've got a graduate who I'm gonna have to spend at least a year, if not more, training up because they don't know anything. I think we'll all agree those of us have completed degrees. We were really useless for the workplace. We had some theoretical knowledge, Mm -hmm. but we didn't know what to do. And so companies have to invest. They don't have to invest it with the apprenticeship because mm. actually the government was paying most you know, yeah. of, of that wage. They got to train them in the way that they wanted. They're mm. already fed up with graduates who don't, they, they don't think cut the mustard. And so it's a win-win situation. And I, I think that be it paralegal uh, or legal, or so legal profession through paralegal, accountancy, accountancy. Um, you know, through the same apprenticeship uh, or in IT, anything really. Lots and lots of fields are open now uh, for young Muslims to consider apprenticeships. But you know, the one of the big issues is, and I think that the Muslim community has to really get to grips with this, is the idea of looking down on someone who doesn't have a degree. I, th- I think this is a real big issue in the Muslim community, and it's, it's, it's poisonous actually.
0: Are you talking about those who are selling the big issue?
2: War <laughs> I'm not talking <laughs> about those. Yeah. No, no, no. They're yeah. good people there. Um, but um I, I think that well, you're it, right, I mean
0: it's yeah. just like a I think a lot of people it's just a badge of honour. Even though they might get into debt and um might not get a job at the end of it, but they'll just feel Yeah, it's a badge of honour.
2: They believe that actually it represents intelligence. Mm. okay? Because we measure intelligence in that very silly way, that very crude way of saying, I've got a a degree, ergo, therefore I am intelligent. Okay? Not necessarily. Are you saying that anyone who didn't do a degree Mm. wasn't intelligent? Would anyone say that Richard Branson isn't intelligent? Would anyone say that Alan Sugar, whether he is... Well... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not very sweet. Yeah. I mean the the point is clear yeah, yeah, yeah. how, how so can
0: someone go about learning what you know how to get an apprentice, apprenticeship or that kind of stuff is that where can they go for that kind of information
2: uh, there's a website from memory cuz we we had a talk yesterday i think the, the brother mentioned it was apprentice, apprenticeship.gov.uk i think it okay. is yeah. it's it's quite informative i did visit it
0: is it quite um, competitive or compared to university? I think with university is you probably always...
2: What I heard yesterday from the brothers was that um, companies are investing a lot more in their apprenticeship Mm. schemes than they are even in their graduate programs now because they see that actually this is a much better business decision for them to make, to take apprentices Mm. from that age. Um, I remember Ernst & Young made a a declaration maybe a year ago that really degrees don't really matter as much for them anymore probably in a bid to do this you know i mean if i were in the position i'd do the same thing what are you doing uh, yet what would you do in your company what would you prefer
1: uh i actually think apprenticeships i mean they still take um obviously graduates etc mm. i think apprenticeships definitely is the way forward I, i'd recommend young people instead of getting to that much debt and i found that in the workplace uh people prefer if you've got professional qualification versus a degree university degree so it doesn't hold the same what way they had but I think it's additionally, some of the brothers were saying that
2: I- if you wanted to um, take a degree, th- the company will pay for it, pay for mm. it. Yeah. Yeah, you once you get your, kind of yeah. get, on, get your foot in the door. So you're working part-time yeah. and you're getting your degree part-time.
0: I think maybe it's more to, for you to convince the parents rather than the, the students, <laughs> prospective university students. Because parents would think, you know, no, you have to go to university, that's the logical next step. Yeah, and kind I, of force their kids into. Yeah, yeah. it's
2: unfortunate. I think th- th- there are lots of issues tied in. For example, I mean, I know from the Pakistani community, which I, that's the, my heritage, that um, if you don't have a degree, marriage becomes very difficult. You know, things like that. So um, it's it's a, it's a mark of respect. It's a badge of mm. honor. It's a way of convincing the world that you are someone. Okay, mm. but I think that you know it's about time that the Muslimian became a little bit more sensible and rejected the idea that a person who goes to university... It's not that they're, they're any less, of course, you know. mashallah they've been through the degree, they've worked hard. And chilled and out for three years. Chilled out for three <laughs> years, yeah. okay. That is a, there's, there's hard work entailed. and I'm not trivialising the degree, but it just doesn't make financial sense yeah. anymore to do that. Yeah. There's no guaranteed job at the end of it. I mean so even
0: if your aim is a material kind of comfort one, then it still doesn't make sense to push kids yeah. to university.
1: Yeah, and I think it comes back to the original point that's one you're making at the beginning of this podcast about... What are we bringing up our children with, yeah. you know? And I think to have them to be productive members of society is something that we should try and aim for. We don't, though, you know. In the same mm. way, we, we just want them to have a good job for whom, for themselves, and for their family.
0: Yeah. You mentioned uh, in your article that you did a, a brief survey with um,
2: kids. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm always interested. Yeah. I, I'm hoping to do something a little bit wider as well across Southwest London. I hope I get the chance to do that. But sure. I, I just, uh, I asked a number of questions because I'm really interested in understanding how Muslim families uh, are <coughs> connecting with their faith and teaching it to their children and how much time they spend with the, the Quran, for example, and other things. I asked a number of questions. It's quite enlightening, not surprising. But one of the, one well, y- question Your questions.
0: Sorry? Your questions were
2: enlightening. <laughs> the answers were enlightening, bro, yeah. Maybe the questions as well. Yeah, yeah. But one of the questions that I asked was um, to the student, what would make your parents really proud of you? It's the one mm. thing that you think would make your parents really proud. One of the students wrote down, so 25 kids, 25 responses, and one of them said that um, my parents would be very happy if I made hifth of Qur'an. And another child said that, the same thing, and that I become an active member working for the Muslim community. But all of the other respondents, unsurprisingly, said pretty much the same thing, either some form of academic success, or success in terms of career, or something of that nature. Okay? Mm. So it comes back down to the same thing, and when you, when you ask me, okay, you know, why is that my perception? Because ultimately what you're putting in the mind of your child, is the idea that material success, you know, is actually something that you should be driven for. Or you should be driven, and Islam seems to just become some sort of adjunct. Okay, it's something that's sort of added on or bolted on when you get the time. I went to a youth camp program recently, and I had a you know some young people sitting around me reading the Quran. And, you know, I can understand Quran being read in that way when we were children, when we had, you know, the generosity of um, aunties in the community who gave up their time to teach lots and lots of yeah. children. May Allah bless them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they were from the subcontinent background and their skills were limited, but despite that, they did a lot, you know. Definitely. Uh, so in, if if our Quran was problematic from that time, there could have been a reason, but you now. You mean the ability to recite? The ability to recite, with, you know, at least makharij, at least that you're. Letters, the pronunciation, yeah. and that you're able to read with a certain degree of fluency should be there. For us, it was it may not have been. But now with access to lots of teachers, um, even over the internet, I know lots of people are joining on through Skype with teachers in Egypt or mm. other parts of the world. There's actually, there should be less excuse for that. But when you talk to the, the kids, and I sort of, a group of them, I started asking questions about where do you go, where do you learn Quran? A number of them sort of said, Well, you know, I I don't, you know, how often do you read the Quran? Well, I don't, you know. Um, this was
0: already a selected kind of sample. This was a youth no, camp. No, no,
2: this was, uh, it was just uh, on the spot. That thing was on the spot. The quest- it was a youth camp. It was a youth camp, so yeah. It's
0: already someone, a group of people that are perhaps more
2: engaged. More engaged. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, it's a practicing community of yeah. people sent their children, you know or what we may term without defining it here, (laughs) a practicing community. Um, So, I mean, I think that was worrying, you know, and it sort of reinforces in my mind, and the question, as I said, was quite revealing, some of the answers about the amount of, uh, whether the parents go to the masjid to pray, whether they recite the Quran, that was one of the questions, Mm. do your parents recite the Quran at home, in front of you Mm. at any time? There wasn't much positive response to that, for example, okay? So it, it just keeps reinforcing the idea, okay, that I have in my mind, that I'm seeing more and more of, right, that there's, there is a, a tremendous focus on qualifications, on schooling, on that sort of achievement, okay? Even, for example, in our masjid when we hold programs, we had an apprenticeship program yesterday, uh, good attendance, yeah, okay? Uh, I feel that if we had a a program on how to develop your closeness with God, uh, the audience would have been probably not as as many people as there were. And that's happened before in the past as well. Mm. Okay, so, I mean, we're not sitting here in judgment or criticism in that way. But I think just as a community, we have to think about what is guiding us and what is motivating us, what is propelling us forward, how are we considering the... The cultivation, the nurturing of our children, and what's important, because at the end of it, okay, we're going to find that the Muslim community finds itself without a generation to pass, Mm. you know, the reins onto. That's the concern.
0: The stuff you've said reminded me of something a few youth workers have said, and maybe they're a bit, maybe um, uh, sensationalist when they say that, you know, they actually question the will there be a future Muslim community in the u k you know a bit with with the this slow kind of secularization as you mentioned it or um, kind of uh, the lack of a, a a significant in at least in your era, your perception a significant new generation to pass a torch on to in terms of Islamic activism and so forth because they're so busy in their you know careers or yeah, education you
2: see, what I find is that when I talk to parents um, who do Admit that their children don't seem to be overtly as religious as either they were or they wanted them to be. Okay, so they're listening to music and doing other things. Um, And actually, to be honest, I'm I'm connected with I have been connected with people on Facebook. And what I find worrying sometimes is that you know youngsters are doing things which they are publicizing. uh, Where I, I if I had done that, which I didn't. If I had done that, um, I probably wouldn't have advertised it, mm. okay? So, now I find a reluctance in parents to sort of challenge that and say, well, what can we do, okay? You kind of demand the higher moral standard of their kids. I just, I, I think part of the reason is because there is a breakdown in relationships um, and I think that parents struggle with that. They don't feel that they can... They should have challenged it earlier and because they didn't now, it, it just exists as it does, right? So, um, the problem actually isn't, you know, we all make mistakes, we don't do things that we think, okay, I would have done it differently if I had another chance, okay, that's fine, we're all human beings, yeah. But okay, now that that's happened or it's happening or there, there seems to be some, you know, small consensus amongst the group of people that I know for example, and I don't know if that extends to the whole Muslim community, but if that's the case, how are we going to stop that happening for future generations of Muslims? That's the bit that doesn't happen, Mm. okay? There's no concern there. It's like, okay, my child went off the rails or my child is not there. Well, maybe that's just an acceptable (coughs) way for things to happen now. Is it? Is it acceptable? Are you just saying that because actually it happened to you Mm. and so that to normalize the situation so that maybe you don't seem as though you failed. And I say that hopefully with the greatest humility, not knowing what will happen with my children because they're too young. And I mm. ask Allah Jalla to protect all of our children. Amen. Yeah, um, because we don't know, you know, children of the Anbiya, okay, Nuh salam's son, for example, you don't know. You're not in control. You do the best that you can, okay, but can we accept at some point that if we th- see that things are going wrong, that we have to address that as a community, even if our children have gone past that moment?
0: I mean, you mentioned in your article a very powerful point that if somebody, for example, has the the, the financial means and they're unhappy with the level of tarbiyah in a particular institution of our community, then rather than try and fix the and and, and make the institution stronger, they, because they can afford it, they'll just take their kids out and try and protect their own kids with private kind of Islamic education or whatever, and not yeah. benefiting the the community at large and, 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 well, and letting.
2: This is essentially what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's that, you know, a, 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 a self-interest, okay, or a way of looking at the world where, where do I profit, okay? Where do I become gratified, okay? Rather than sort of saying, Okay, well I have a commitment to the Muslims around me as well And that happens, we, we've all been through that Especially in you know, middle class Islam okay, Where we have the financial means We can pay £10 an hour for a Qari in Egypt Who has you know, so many riwayat And he studied under Sheikh Fulan And this and that and the other I know him. But actually, you know him, yeah? very good dude <laughs> <Shaykh> Fulan, <yeah. laughs> But actually, you know, we, we sit down and we moan about the madrasa And we say the kids are getting a raw deal mm-hmm. But there are children they are also our children as islam it beho- islam behoves us it tells us that actually we should care because they are the future of our of, of islam you know it's even not if you a
0: protect your own kids yeah who are they going to interact with tomorrow? Who are they going to inter- absolutely who are they going to marry who are they going to deal with uh, Yeah. And, and, and work with and have businesses
2: with and yeah but it's because we've lost sight of that we've lost sight so of do the you thing. think
0: that the that the questioning of the existence of a Muslim community in Britain in five generations time, is a is a sensationalist one or do you think there's some kind of...
2: My feeling is, you see, um, it, it's difficult because people will say, um, I don't know on, on what basis, but they say there are a lot more practicing Muslims around now, okay, or they say, we have far greater representation in parliament, or we've got so many more masajid, okay? Mm. But ultimately, while that may be true, okay, I think, what we're missing is what philosophy or ideology or motivations are guiding those institutions, okay? Yeah. Because it's all very well so sort of saying, okay, we built a masjid that is hardly ever frequented, okay? Or just on the Jumaah, or just for the, for the purpose of saying, or having a madrasa, you know, that we can take off a box and say that we did this, because we're living our life and Islam is just, yeah, we did that, okay, that's done, Khalas. We've completed our obligation. So it's, it's more about sort of saying, we're more interested in the text of the word rather than the spirit of the word, okay? Oh, yeah. And that's the problem. So do I, do I think it's bleak? Do I think it's sensational? I think that there are concerns, definitely. I think it's looking more bleak for me. Certainly that's the way that I feel, the way things are going. Um, and I think that people are right to be concerned. That's what I feel, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Just as a point, I think, uh, to conclude with, inshallah, Jazakumullah, Ufman. Working in the city, I find that um, a lot of people, they aspire to that. And now you're talking about the parents who want their children to go through that process, ultimately to have a good job. Even that's farcical and nonsensical. And and people forget that our rizq is written by Allah I've seen people who are phenomenally successful, in the city who have not come through that career route. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people who have ticked all those boxes along the way, and subhanAllah, they haven't achieved anything in the career. And so we have to remember that Allah is ar razaq. He is the one who's gonna provide. And we have to make sure that we inculcate in our children the, the want and the desire to please Allah and then the dunya will follow us. I can speak from my personal experience, having gone through that, not having achieved academically, being in situations where I don't have jobs, but Allah's provided. So I say to parents, inculcate that in your children that He is the one who's going to provide mm-hmm. for them. Uh, so I think that's a very important point, uh, just to re- remind everyone. And the second point is also look, when we look at our children, and we love our children, yeah, if they were to be hurt in any way, it would make our hearts bleed. And so I always say this to brothers and sometimes when I give them khutbas in the city is that, look, if at the end of it, your child has got that degree, got that first, got all of those A stars, got that perfect job, got that perfect life with a perfect partner, earning that perfect salary, and they don't get into Jannah, what have they achieved? And what have we passed on to them? Uh, and I think that's very important for us to stay focused on these things, inshallah. It's not that you don't achieve in the dunya, but as you were saying, at what expense?
2: But actually, just on that point, what do we get from it as well? Because there is an Islamic self-interest for us as parents to know that our children will be sadaqatun jariyah that they will carry on doing good actions that mm. will benefit us when we're passed on. So the investment that we've made, will it pay off for us? That's yeah. the question. you know. Or, as a brother told me in the community, right? he had two sons who went Oxford and Cambridge, and he's an old man, and he doesn't see them for Adam, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a it's a it's a good point, you know, a serious point to end on. So, yeah.
0: so um, I think to to end on a practical note, right? Um, one of the the models, as you know from our, our Mashaikh that we um, kind of push on things like Sabil and, um as a, as a program, is that the kind of seven spheres, seven dimensions of tarbiyah. Right, so this is something practical that people at home can kind of have as a checklist yeah. for things that they're um, focusing on for their students because we've been criticizing a lot. So, um, in terms of what do I want my kids to excel in or, or learn and, 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 and so forth, um, number one, their iman in Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la, trying to inculcate that, number two, their righteous actions, their worship, uh, number three, uh, their knowledge. Knowledge includes anything, any knowledge, information which is beneficial, including the uh, just not just Islamic knowledge, but you know, their, their school and, and, and qualifications and so forth. Um, their activism, da'wah, desi- desire to you know, um, enjoying the good and forbidden, what's evil. What is that for? Uh, number five is their akhlaq, very important to in- nurture their akhlaq. Number six is. Uh, the ability to be united and work together with all uh, all other types of Muslim, Muslims and finally number seven uh, you, should, you should know this kind of stuff as well, I'll test you later inshallah yeah. um, number seven is all other types of skills, so management skills time management skills, life skills how to iron a shirt, how to cook clean and fend for themselves so number one, Iman, number two uh, Amul Saleh, righteous actions uh, number three, knowledge uh, number four Da'wah, and joining good, forbidding evil, activism, and so forth. Number five, akhlaq, uh, good conduct, manners, and so forth. Number six, a unifying mindset, unity, um, consensus, in, uh, inclination towards consensus and unity. And number seven, Get all other types to somebody. of skills. <laughs> Uh, all other types of skills, uh, management skills, time management, all that kind of stuff. So, as a practical, it's not mine. It's just a model of tarbiyah that we that we run with, both mm, uh, Islam Chuniyounsi and other organizations that you know follow a similar kind of um, uh, roadmap for for tarbiyah. So, yeah, development, a development model. Yeah, a development model. <laughs> so, uh, uh, everyone for watching. If you made it this far into the podcast, and uh, you guys are awesome. Um, if you like the podcast, uh, give it a like and a share. If you didn't, then um, don't say anything bad because we have very fragile egos. <laughs> um, we're also on iTunes, um, I think Spotify, Google Play, all that kind of stuff now. So give it five stars as well, uh, if you will. Um, share it with people. Thank <laughs> you uh, for joining us. Omar. You can do a little wireless. Salaamu oh, you sh- didn't. Uh Yeah, we're going to go and eat
2: now. So, <laughs> <laughs>